Hi, and welcome to Jenny in the Corner Office, episode number three, The Socialist Outcast. I'll be hosting today's podcast and all the other ones. Who am I? I'm Jen Shell, a portfolio strategist with Treegrove Investment Management Inc. Welcome everyone to episode three, The Socialist Outcast. Here we go. Uh, Last week, we talked about all the wonderful opportunities you can take advantage of and how not to get down and under when things don't quite work out. Because as you know, there is an opportunity every single day. Don't want you to forget that now. We also looked at healthy optimism and how overdosing on positivity can have some very ill effects on your self-esteem. We explored ways to avoid this self-destruction. Hopefully you're putting some of these methods into practice. Well... I have a very exciting announcement to make, and I've been waiting for this since the beginning of my podcast because I knew that I would get some sort of feedback eventually. You know what we have today that I would love to share with you? We got us some fan mail! As you are aware of my relationship with realism and embracing difficulty, if you took the time to write me a letter, I appreciate the engagement and accept this as fan mail. You're a fan in my books. Because really, if somebody's going to take the time to personalize a letter for you, whether it's good or bad, it doesn't really matter. Because they care. They care enough to write you a letter. Uh, So, let's see what we have here. Uh, Thank you for your comments. Good job, Jen. And refreshing perspective. Those are nice words to hear. You know who you are. The half a dozen or so individuals who called me a freak can't say that you're wrong. I think I'm pretty freakonomical too. Uh, Thanks, guys and gals. Uh, Thank you for the dissertations and mathematical proofs that mean absolutely nothing to me. I'm traumatized enough by having to had calculate the triangles in calculus class, and I hope I never have to calculate another triangle again, but thank you all the same. Uh, I do suffer from triangle phobia. I'm a triangle phobic which is why I insist that Jenny be in a corner office so that I can have some perspective to the outside world. Wait a minute. Oh, oh, I just got it. I'm so obtuse. My series is called Jenny in the Corner Office and you took it literally. That's really, really cute. I'm so sorry for bashing your triangles, but this isn't a show about angles. It's about deep financial thought. Uh, but remember, people come in all shapes and sizes. So good on you, and let's keep thinking outside of that box. Fortunately, we don't really give out PhDs on Jenny in the corner office and finance yet. So save those for your university applications, and good luck in your studies. I was quite impressed by what I received. Anyways, your fan mail is always appreciated. I am super flattered. And in honor of your fan mail, and for the sake of encouraging further innovation in fan maildom, I will present our first ever winner of the Letter of the Month Club. So let's uh, take this letter out that I have here. It's a pretty good one. Today's Letter of the Month is brought to you by Ruth Stevens. Yay, Ruth. Thank you for being the first Letter of the Month fan mail recipient. Ruth Stevens writes... Dear Jennifer, so formal, Ruth, I was looking forward to getting a female perspective on personal finance. I thought that there would be more nurturing and less greed. Okay. Unfortunately, I wasn't expecting to be converted into the world of capitalism. Are you trying to start a cult? 
Your voice is hypnotic, and I'm concerned that you may be brainwashing the public. I am by no means an anarchist. No judgment here, Ruth, not from us. I'm a working-class citizen and a minimalist. In my world, caring is sharing. I believe in love and compassion. We are all one, and I believe we should all share a land and that no person shall go hungry. Ruth, I really hope I'm doing your letter justice, and I hope that I'm getting your message across. She continues, We have abused our planet, and we have abused our resources for the sake of profit. I was hoping that you would be sensitive to these things. Frankly, I am offended that you paint all people with socialist views as communists. It's insulting. I think you owe us an apology, but I will still follow your podcast to see where you are headed all the same. Be well. Ruth Stevens. Well, thank you, Ruth. That's very nice that you took the time to write us this letter, and thank you. Uh, We really appreciate this, and this also gives me some content for this week's episode for the Socialist Outcast. So I'm going to respond to you, Ruth. Ruth Stevens. That's a very clever gender-neutral name. Kudos to your parents for giving you a good business name, too, I might add. I just want to clarify that I am not trying to start a cult, and I'm not going to apologize. Really not trying to be insensitive here, but everyone has a right to their opinion, even if you don't agree, and I respect everyone's opinion within reason. Actually, I have to admit something, that I am trying to break the habit of justifying everything I do to everyone, so I can't let this go. Uh, So in response to Ruth's letter, I took some time to do a little bit of research on just what Ruth meant in her letter and to find some background information to share with everyone. And since Ruth mentions cults, I thought that we would briefly touch on this, but we're not going to spend too much time on it. Uh, Cults actually often assemble at communes. I just finished watching a few cult documentaries on Netflix, as a matter of fact, and cults often have communes as part of their organizational structure. Get it? Commune? Communist? Do you see the link? For additional insight, I went to www.diffin.com, where you can actually compare anything that you want to discern and decide. And communist leaders claim that there is false consciousness and that they need a vanguard party to lead them or you will be lost. So we're going to be highlighting uh, the communist platform versus the capitalist one here. There's a paranoia about spies and traitors and people looking to do you harm. You need to rely on them as their fearless leader, and if this sounds far-fetched, it really isn't. It's an easy way to secure control of power-hungry dictators, and before you know it, you are at the mercy of an overlord. Just like that, you're at the mercy of a dictator. How do you like that? For those of you not in the know, communism is based on the Communist Manifesto out of Germany. Mr. Marx and Mr. Engels teamed up to bring us this beauty. I don't love to pay taxes. But the graduated tax system seems to work, and I believe in free public education, which is exactly why I'm giving you these wonderful podcast episodes for free. So thank you, Mr. Marks and Mr. Engels, for these policy innovations. We really appreciate them. Ruth Stevens, I'm simply stating that we are living in a capitalist society and that we have to make the best of it. That's all I'm really trying to infer here. Thank you for saying that my voice is hypnotic, though. You've inspired me to perform a financial planning meditation in a future episode. And this will be airing on a future episode, so stay tuned for that. But uh, capitalism, like I said before, 
lets individuals own their profit, whereas socialism distributes wealth according to contribution. I can see this leading to a lot of inner fighting. Would anyone be down for collective asset distribution? Let's pause and think about this for a second. How many people in Toronto do you know of who would want to part with their real estate? Toronto people love, love, love their real estate. Would you be willing to give up your own home for the social welfare of Toronto residents? I think not. But if you were to abide by a socialist system, you would not be able to leave your inheritance to your kids and you would not have ownership of property. It would actually all belong to the government. The whole point of my job is to help protect people's capital and to make sure that they have financial plans in place to ensure that their legacy is fulfilled. And this is why our current financial system is built on the capitalist model. I'm merely just stating the way things are and pointing them out to you because sometimes things aren't as obvious as they seem even if it's staring right at you. Capitalism is all about free choice because you have to live with the consequences of your actions and it promotes accountability. According to www.diffin.com, differences between capitalism versus socialism, capitalists view war as wasteful because it diverts resources away from production, which raises the standard of living of consumers versus war, which is destructive. So capitalists are actually against war. Meanwhile, socialist philosophy claims that war is good for the economy and that it spurs production. Notice how most wars were started by government intervention? This is a key identifier of the socialist way of thinking. And war is not cool. In the West, we operate under a mostly capitalist society with nuances of socialism for good measure. I spent a lot of time talking about this because it's at the foundation of our financial system, as I mentioned briefly before. And if you're going to play by the rules and win, you need to understand how to play the game, which we talked about at length in my prior episode about opportunities. Don't let your opponents defeat you with their propaganda and shame. And there's a lot of propaganda that I see up there. And all I want you to do is think critically about it and see if it actually makes sense. So on that note, now it is story time. I always like to tell stories and it's not changed. It hasn't changed since I grew up. Uh, Let me tell you the story of Mrs. Prada, or should I say Dr. Prada, because she has a PhD in philosophy from the University of Milan. Mucha Bianchi Prada is an Italian billionaire fashion designer and businesswoman. You may have heard of her. She's the head of designer of Prada and the founder of its subsidiary Miu Miu. So let me tell you a little bit about Mrs. Prada, Dr. Prada. Early on in her career, she trained at the Teatro Piccolo to become a mime and performed for five years. She was a member of the Italian Communist Party and involved in the women's rights movement during the 70s in Milan. And in 1978, she entered into her family's business of manufacturing luxury leather bags, a company established by her grandfather in 1913. She was the youngest granddaughter of Mario Prada, and she took over the family-owned luxury goods manufacturer in 1978. So I think that she's a role model for uh, women who are thinking about getting into business. In 2014, back in almost present day, she was listed as the 75th most powerful woman in the world by Forbes. And as of October 19th, she had an estimated net worth of 11.1 billion in 2019. So Ruth and listeners, could you imagine a world without Prada? I couldn't. And going further, could you imagine a world without the internet 
plane travel to far-off destinations, exotic locations, video games, World of Warcraft. Oh, what is that called? No, it's not called Mines and Money. Oh, always thinking about those dollars. Minecraft or something like that. Also just libations, uh, winter clothing. I'm thinking about that because it's a very cold day today and I'm thinking about my warm parka. So could you imagine a world without all of these things that we totally enjoy and make our lives a little bit easier? Who even wants to go there? So no, Ruth, I'm not trying to start a cult. Quite the opposite. I'm trying to encourage critical thinking of our current financial system and the world we live in. Being an employee is great and all, and it's relatively secure, but if you take the risk to start a company, the beauty of living today is that innovation is still encouraged and you can disrupt industries and corporations that are no longer servicing the well-being of the customer. It's always important to keep the well-being of the customer in mind when you are going to be doing a new service or a food item or anything else you can think of, even a way of thinking. The consumer voice is stronger than ever and people vote with their dollars and buy goods that provide them with value, eliminating obsolete industries naturally. That's one of my favorite parts about capitalism is that it encourages competition for the good. And now the consumer's voice is stronger than ever. And now that you have a role model in uh, Prada to help build your business empire, I thought it would be a good time to introduce you to some business tips and tricks in a future episode, of course. I can't give all of my knowledge away in one episode or I wouldn't have anything else to talk about in future episodes. I'm going to share with you the knowledge of a good friend of mine who's been in business for a while and he sold businesses and he's done a lot of amazing things and now he consults with businesses directly. Uh, his name is John Hotson and he will be a special guest who can tell you how to transition your business into a family empire like my favorite businesswoman, Mucha Prada did. So speaking of future guests, now that we're three episodes along, what can you expect in future episodes? <laughs> well, I can assure you this, lots of fun ants. That's fun, fun, finance. We'll continue with the meditation on financial planning. And unlike my other podcast episodes, this one will be serious. All my podcast episodes are serious, but this one will be about contemplation and relaxation, and it will have a little bit less wit than some of the other episodes. So you can just enjoy and relax and not think that there are any hidden surprises that will come your way during that one. I will leave you at peace. This episode will be dedicated to providing you with a mindfulness meditation for financial planning. Just to get you motivated about financial planning a little bit more, just to relax into the process. And since I know that most of my listeners are hyperachievers, you will want to take notes as you go along. But I'm going to encourage you when you do listen to this podcast that you don't do this one while you're driving. And I encourage you to listen and just to jot down notes later. You can always play it back. And I also have a comprehensive fact finder, financial planning tracker, which is a mouthful to say. And you can put all your information in it and I will send it to you gladly. And once you use it, you will be motivated to gather all your inputs from your relaxation of the financial planning. And then you can proceed with the financial planning process and bring it to somebody you trust to get it all started for you. I wanna stress how important I believe this is. And I hate to bring up a drastic example, but when you're on an airplane and they read out the emergency protocol, they tell you that if the pressure cabin drops to put on your air mask before assisting others, 
Don't wait for an emergency to look after your own needs. Financial planning is extremely important, but a lot of the time it gets put on the back burner. I think it's because there's so much paperwork and homework to do, and we're just inundated with paperwork. But it's important that you take the time to do it. You know, we do so much work in our average workday that we're often too tired to put the work into ourselves. We'll give everything we have to our employer, our kids, our dogs, uh, but when it comes to our care and our own self-care, we often neglect ourselves. Before you get to any destination, you need a starting point. I'll break down the net worth calculation and all of its components so that you can see where you stand and you can sing about it. You know, everyone is singing rapping about net worth. It's the thing to do. What's your net worth? I really can't sing, but I admire those who do. So on that mindful note, I will let you go to be one with the cash flow. Now I'm about to read the disclaimer. All content on this podcast is my own and does not necessarily reflect the views of Tree Grove Investment Management, Inc. TIM, in brackets. The information provided herein is meant for Canadian residents only, is general in nature, and does not contain any financial, legal, tax, or investment recommendations or advice. Following or showing interest in a securities issuer on the site is not a recommendation to invest in such issuer securities. Any commentary that might be construed as an endorsement or recommendation on this podcast and or transcripts on a website should not be construed as explicitly or implicitly approved by me or TIM. You agree that you will not communicate any personal or confidential information through this site.